Okay, welcome back to today's episode where we're going to be looking at Buddha. Specifically, we'll be looking at his life story and what lessons we can draw from his final assumptions. Now, this podcast is going to be extremely relevant to anyone who feels like they're rushing around in their life. You know, perhaps they feel like they're running around a hamster's wheel and not really getting anything for it. You know, for people that are looking to get more contentment in their life, there's certainly some valuable lessons we can draw from Buddhism. But what what I would like to do is just to go through the story of his life, which will enable all of us to understand why he came to his final assumptions and how they can help all of us to develop our lives. The other interesting thing I find about Buddhism, and Buddha specifically, is that many of us aren't really aware of his life story. You know, we've heard of him. We all think it's to do with meditation, but we don't really know anything else. And since I've been looking into and studying his life, there's some really interesting facets that enabled him to be able to make the assumptions he does about our psychology and ways in which we can all learn to be more calm and content with our lives. So I think the best thing for me to do in this episode is to just break it down into different periods of his life and to try and understand who he was and what he was going through at that time. So the first time period we're going to look at is from he, when, he, when he was born to when he was 28 years old. So we can call this his youth period, but basically Buddha was the son of a king and he lived in affluence his whole life and his father hid him away from any death, any old age or any illnesses. So if you can imagine what this like, it's a very sheltered upbringing where all you're seeing is amazing things in your life. And his father gave him access to whatever he wanted. So if he wanted women, he had access to women. If he wanted food, he had access to food. So what you're really seeing in the first 28 years of his life is someone that had everything. And why I find this interesting is because towards the end of his 28th year, he became very discontent with life. And He wasn't really enjoying it. Even though he had all of these pleasures, he could have basically anything he could ever dream of, he had, and he found that it didn't bring him happiness. And it's only when he turned 29 that he got really uncomfortable and decided to actually go outside the palace where he'd been brought up. And when he went outside, he saw death, he saw old age, and he saw illness. And it was at this point that he recognised that all of this stuff was going to happen to him in his life. And he made the decision that he wanted to seek enlightenment. So he wanted to see a way where he could accept all of these things happening to him, where they wouldn't affect him, where he could be calm and relaxed. So it was when he's 29, he made a decision. At this period, he had a wife and a son. He made a decision to actually leave the palace that he'd grown up in. And he... Um, basically found a spiritual teacher that was going to enlighten him and help him find his way. So at age 29, he left the palace and basically became a traveller who lived off the land, um, basically begging for food and just living for the day only. And this is the bit that I find really interesting about Buddha at this point of his life, is that he found um, a spiritual teacher In fact, he found a few different spiritual teachers who taught him about yoga and about meditation. And here's what's interesting. After trying this stuff for six years, 
but have found that they didn't really help him. They helped him in the moment when he was practicing yoga or when he was practicing meditation. But as soon as he finished that practice, he went back to his life of feeling discontent and unhappy. So he decided to um, really push his boundaries because he had his whole life where he had affluence. He decided to go the other way and thought maybe he could seek enlightenment through fasting or self-harm. So he went down completely the other end of the spectrum and he fasted and he harmed himself to see whether he could gain some kind of enlightenment from going down the, the further end of the spectrum as opposed to having affluence. And again, um, I mean, I think the story tells that he actually nearly died while he was fasting. But what he found is that nothing really truly worked. So at this stage in his life, he's kind of given his life to be enlightened and to find a way of calming his mind. And he's tried all of these different things. You know, he had his goal of what he wanted to do. He realized that where he was in his life, he wasn't getting it. So he decided to go into the underworld, which was the outside. And he decided to embrace the chaos. And he found, you know, teachers that are going to help him on his way. But again, he didn't find an answer. And it was at 35 years of age that he finally gave up on his teachers and kind of gave up on fasting and self-harm. And this is where Buddha finally became enlightened. And what happened is that he went and sat under the Bodhi tree. And actually, you can go to one of the descendant trees um, in India where Buddha became enlightened. It's like a pilgrimage place. And basically what happened was Buddha realized that it wasn't the situations in life outside of us that give us our problems, but it was the way that we were looking at the world. And he calls these um, three main facets, the three poisons, and they are greed, anger, and ignorance. And what he found is that when we had any of these, any of these three poisons, that it put our mind not at rest. And when we're not at rest, we're hurried, we're overwhelmed. We just try too hard to achieve everything. We spend our whole life running around a hamster's wheel. And Buddha realized that there was three antidotes to these poisons. So the first one, if you're feeling greedy, is to give, to be generous, because that takes away the attribute of greed. The way that he got rid of anger is with compassion. Because when you're feeling anger and enraged, compassion is at the other end of the spectrum and it allows you to regain your sense of self. And the final one, how to get rid of ignorance, is with wisdom. And I can certainly say in my life that every time I have a problem, it could typically be down to ignorance. And when I develop and when I learn something and gain wisdom, it's normally the antidote. And with correct study, typically we find it's the right antidote. So at this point, Buddha realized that actually when he didn't give in to these three poisons, that he basically couldn't be harmed. And what was interesting about this point in his life is that when he sat under the Bodhi tree, the, the devil at the time, or I think it's called um, Mora is the name, but I'm not uh, sure there's, there's different names for it, but I think it was Mora, tested him. And Mora threw all these different desires at him. He tested him with women, with money, with all of these different things that, that typically, as human beings, we give into. But where Buddha could stand out from anyone else before him 
is that he'd lived a life of 28 years where he had access to whatever he wanted. So when the devil tested him, or Mora tested him, he didn't give in because he knew that that wasn't the answer of contentment and happiness. And when Mora was testing him, or Mara it might be, was testing him, he put his hand on the floor as a signal that presence is the answer. And it's not in the seeking of desires or fulfillment. It's the here and the now. And when he touched the floor, that's the moment where he became enlightened. And then from that moment on, Buddha then taught his Dharma to all of his followers. And this is super interesting as well, because none of Buddha's life was actually written down until 500 years after he died. And there's various different accounts of what happened. So this is just one account that I've pieced together from from various different ways of, of looking at it. But what we're really seeing here in a nutshell is someone that had everything that he could want in a materialist way and realized it didn't bring him happiness. He then went the other way and realized that that also didn't bring him happiness. And this is where Buddha found the middle way. And a great analogy for this is if, if you imagine a guitar string, if it's too loose, it doesn't play properly. If it's too tight, it snaps. And if it's just right, that's when you begin to hear the music. And Buddha was famous for living his life in the middle way. And one of the lessons is like, it's okay to have desires, but as long as they don't get out of control, because the desires in our life, the, you know, if we're going to specifically relate this to meeting women, I get this a lot when people contact me about coming to training courses. It's like, you know, I really want to get amazing with women and I want to go and approach these ones and I want to do this. And it's like, okay, but that's a little bit greedy. You know, and as soon as you go into that mindset of greed, whether you look at it in financial terms or with women or any area of your life, it takes you away from where you are and it really makes you start chasing after things in your life. And as soon as you start chasing, that's when you take yourself away from the present moment, which is where contentment, where you become more relaxed and just where you enjoy life more. And putting these Buddhist principles into my life, I can certainly say that I've slowed down way more to the pace of life. And just being aware that if you are feeling greedy, anger or ignorance, you can you can cure them straight away with generosity, compassion and wisdom. And it's one of the reasons why I read every day, because wisdom helps me to be less ignorant. I try and show compassion to my friends and family. Again, it stops me from being angry. And obviously then there's generosity, which is, you know, giving, I think, more value than what you take in the world. And when you live your life these ways... Typically, you are someone that people want to be around, but also you're more relaxed and more content with your life. And one direct response from um, implementing these in my life since I've been studying Buddhism and, and Buddha is that my eye contact got better because I'm not thinking about a million and one things. I can just concentrate on what's going on. And when you hold better eye contact with women and you're more presence, present, that is when sexual tension begins to build. And it's when loads of chemicals start to become released because you're in the moment with each other and there's that electricity that begins to build with you. But also I just feel more relaxed and calm in my life that I can self-express and I can do the things that I care about as long as there's a boundary in place. And specifically that boundary obviously is to stop you being greedy, anger or ignorant, but you can use it in any area of your life and specifically with training at the gym, you want to have a boundary in place where you know, you don't want to overtrain to injure yourself. And then you can have a boundary, you know, when you meet women, that I'm not going to text her back immediately after I text her. 
And the th- after she texts me, sorry, but the thing is, the more boundaries we put in our life, the more relaxed we feel. And as I say, the story of Buddha is a very interesting story. And it's something that you can actually teach women about because many of us know who he was, but we don't know anything about his life. And it's really, he kind of went through the, the hero's journey through to enlightenment. Um, I mean, in a nutshell, he was unhappy with his life decided to sort it out, tried loads of things that didn't work. He didn't quit. Finally, he came across this solution. And now he's taught the world about what he's learned. And that is a really simplified way. I mean, you can listen back to just that and extrapolate what you want. But knowing about who Buddha was is going to enable you to talk to so many more women than if you didn't. Because any women that are into meditation and yoga, you can speak to them about Buddha and you can ask them about their experiences about, you know, when you've done yoga, have you fi- have you found that that's managed to move into different areas of your life? Because as I say, Buddha found that not to be the case and the same with yoga. And from my own personal experience of meditation and with yoga, um, especially after my car accident, yoga really enabled me to um, move my body and everything well. So the, the yoga and the stretching was really beneficial for me anyway. But I found that since I looked at it, through a different lens, through using Buddha's teachings about what the three poisons are, I feel like I'm already more relaxed before I even start meditating. So I feel meditation is still valuable. Yet when you're aware of what it is that makes you feel uncomfortable in the first place, it's much easier to get even more relaxed than if we just start off, you know, trying to relax yourself because you're chasing, you know, I want to earn 10 million pounds this year. You know, you're chasing something so much that, you know, the meditation then is really about just calming yourself down. Whereas when you're aware of Buddha's teachings and you know the antidotes to them and you can become more relaxed when you start, that's when the meditation really becomes even more powerful. So just to um, sum up what I've I've covered in this podcast is, is really looking at a figure um, called Buddha who we've all heard of and just trying to understand his life journey that enabled him to discover these life lessons and obviously they're still around 2000 years after his death and in my experience these are all extremely relevant teachings and they can be beneficial to to us not only in our own personal lives but also as a way of sharing the information with other people so i hope you've enjoyed today's episode and i will catch you tomorrow